Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey everyone, welcome to Fat Mascara. It's interview day. I'm Jess. I'm Jen. Hi everyone. How hi. you doing, Jess? Hi, hi. Okay, today we have an amazing interview. Jen is taking this one. It's with the Lipstick Lesbians. I love that name. We are following them on TikTok and we had to have them on. Just as a friendly reminder, Jen is taking this one. We've got busy calendars. We are busy, busy, busy ladies. And we are kind of swapping on and off a little bit lately. With the interviews, yeah. We're always here together on Wednesdays. On Fridays, we do an interview, sometimes together and sometimes solo, especially solo when there's two people. You have two voices coming up in an intro. Everybody gets excited to be on Fat Mascara. They're like, I want to have this person on, this person on, this person on. So we feel like a lot of voices gets hard sometimes. So when there's two people, it's usually just one of us interviewing them. Yeah. But how excited was I to interview the Lipstick Lesbians? First of all, the reason they're here is mostly because of the fam. Because if I got one more person tagging Fat Mascara on TikTok on one of their videos, being like, you should have them on the show, you should have them on the show, I was like, obviously I should have them on the show. So who are the Lipstick Lesbians? Well, two people. Beauty product developer and educator Alexis Andrelakis and Dr. Christina Bashis Andrelakis, a professor of education and a futurist and a consultant. And together, they're founders of the brand FemPower but they're also married. So they're partners in life and in business. How much do you love that? So they are on a mission, women after my own heart, they're on a mission to boost 
beauty literacy, they call it. So they want to help you make wiser choices, know what's going on in the beauty industry behind the scenes. Oh, they're so knowledgeable. I'm so excited. saying, hi, I'm beauty illiterate. Beauty illiterate. What would that mean? Or it just means you like buy things like uninformed. Yeah. It's like consumer. I think of it as like consumer reports a little. Like they're not that. That's not what they're doing. But a little bit. Like an educated consumer. Yeah. They're consumer advocates. You listen to 501 episodes of Fat Mascara, you are absolutely beauty illiterate, <laughs> but you're about to get more beauty illiterate. So I'm not even naming half of their jobs, by the way. They're also activists. They do all sorts of other work. We'll talk about it. But we wanted to have them on the show because you guys specifically request it, but also I just think they're super fun. So let's go talk to the literal lipstick lesbians. Here they are. Okay. Hi, Alexis, Christina. Welcome to Fat Mascara. It is amazing to be here. So awesome. A little bit of a, a dream for me who's been in the industry for a while. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I can make dreams come true. <laughs> I was like, Alexis, fat mascara. I was like, isn't this like a really popular podcast? She's like, yeah, it's like pretty industry known. This is a big deal. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be so fun. And if these voices sound familiar to you, by the way, guys, you probably know them from their TikTok account, The Lipstick Lesbians. There's a the in there, right? Yes. You guys are partners in love. You're partners in lipstick. But long before TikTok, I guess this was even before you came a couple, obviously, you had your own thriving professional lives. Mm. So separate from TikTok, I know that's where people think everyone is born and all of a sudden <laughs> is welcomed into the world. But Christina, your background is in education, right? Yeah, I had a whole career Tell in me. education. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I started my career as a high school English teacher. And typically, I don't know how many teachers in the audience are listening, but Typically, the road for accelerating that career path is to become an administrator. And I knew I wanted more. I loved what I did. I loved to educate. I loved teaching my high school kids. I also ended up teaching at the college as well. But I knew I didn't want to be an administrator. I knew I wanted to do more. And there was something like itching at me. And then throughout this career, I also met Alexis, who like on our first date, which I'm sure we'll get to, was talking about starting her own beauty brand, which was just so interesting. There's even more to this crazy story. We met on both of our ex's birthdays at 11-11. And the only mutual interest we had on Tinder, because back then you can see it was connected to Facebook. I don't know how it works now, obviously. But back then... This is almost 10 years ago for, for frame of reference. Okay. Yeah, in 2014, it was the island of Crete. And I was like, this is really interesting because I'm from Crete. I'm from this place called Kanya. That's Both my parents are from this island as well. I'm like 100% Greek from this island. And I was like, wait, is this person really a Cretan woman on this app? Like, what's the deal? And then Alexis ended up messaging me because I think you have to match or something. I don't even remember yeah, how it works. Yeah, we matched first. Yeah. And then I was, br I was brave, super brave. Yeah. She's like, are you really a Cretan you. woman on Tinder? And I was like, well, I could ask you the same thing. And ended up that we're both from this <laughs> island, which is so wild. And I was studying abroad in, in Africa. City. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to go to Crete. And I remember telling my therapist, I was like, I want to explore my Cretan identity. And then like the next day I swipe right to Alexis, who's like, I'm going to go to Crete this summer. We should go. And I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So we did go to you Crete. You went in big, Alexis. Let's oh, yeah. go to Crete. Yeah. <laughs> Barely even on a date. So at this time you were working in the beauty industry? Yes. So let's do a little of your professional background. What was your background? It was wild. I started on the sales floor. I was a, a NARS girl. I had idolized every Mac girl that ever sold me an eyeshadow or lip glass until I was about 19. And a lovely Greek woman gave me my first job in a department store. And actually, I interviewed with Jenny Smith, who's still, I believe, the head of global artistry at NARS to this day. Mm -hmm. So she's 
she was who essentially started my ascent into beauty. And I got onto that sales floor and I was home and I was just surrounded by makeup and I touched everything I possibly could. And I started to notice like, oh my God, this Laguna bronzer batch looks a little different than the one I saw a few months ago. And this was an evolution of years. And I knew I wanted to go to FIT because I found FIT to be the only program in the country at the time that offered a bachelor's to propel you into corporate. So it was makeup artistry and then get into corporate and breaking into corporate as a lot of the family on our TikTok and Instagram knows, as I've shared, is really, really hard. But I made my way through the manufacturing side of the business. So there I was, that girl that used to unbox what we call all the cartons, the chips at the sales counter. And then boom, at the time I met Christina, I'd be watching them fill those same chips up on the assembly line. So I got to see the full circle cosmetic And was that at NARS? Experience. It was not. It was through a contract manufacturer in New Jersey. I wanted it. it to be NARS. No, contract manufacturer. This is why you saw all the brands. You know the secrets. Yep, like exactly. When you're in the house, maybe you don't. So, mm-hmm. okay, so that was your background. And then more years than that, I imagine. Exactly. So that was like phase one. And that's the time that Christina and I... In the midst of this, not only was I transitioning into a corporate career, but I had only dated mm-hmm. men. I had never oh, big changes. Moved the little nodule over on Tinder to liking men and women until the week I met Christina, basically. And you that's guys. when <laughs> Yeah, it's really wild. <laughs> and we're both from Crete. There's like too many things in common. It's, no, it's, it's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. And we would both say like on our first date, there was just this feeling of home. Like it just felt yeah. so natural. You know, like it, I think we closed down the bar that we went to. It was like yeah. four We were in Tribeca. We did. And it, it was literally, I think, six or seven hours of just getting to know each other over two drinks. And it felt like 30 minutes. It was just the yeah. most natural thing I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. And then I had to take a cab home to New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Very romantic. Yes. So people know about you from your TikTok, but before you even started Mm -hmm. that, you started Femme Power together. And I was reading up on it and you guys have said on your website, it's inspired by your collective struggles and intersectional identities. So I'm curious, like which part of your identities were these struggles came from? Like gender, sexuality, any of the other things that make you you? Like what was the, (laughs) the struggle? Christina, do you want to speak to that first? Yeah, it's funny because we strive to do something with FemPower. And in a nutshell, we did more with our new brand of the Lipstick Lesbians and really achieved, I think, what we wanted to achieve with our brand, only being with people instead. Well, no, you've you've shifted your business. We'll get to that. But I'm curious, like Alexis, growing up, you you wanted to change things. Did you not feel seen and heard in the traditional beauty industry in some way? So... What's really interesting, I think, about my particular upbringing, ironically, being from the same exact place in Greece, the island of Crete, Christine and I grew up someone in Brooklyn and someone in Jersey. And the Greek community is like the way that you see sororities on television, I would argue, is the Greek community outside of college, meaning it's very, very cult-like, for lack of a better word. It's it's a very strong, connected community. And there's that connection goes back to an immigrant experience. And inside that immigrant experience, we need to compare what's going on in the world of Greece versus the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So coming out to your Greek father and mother is very different than coming out to an American mother or maybe a second or third generation human. So just in my existence, in the decision to come out, and I was around 25, 26 when I came out, 
that was defiant. That was insane. I could barely admit it to myself. And I didn't realize I was even attracted to women until I was actually interning at a fragrance house in the city. And I was like, oh, (laughs) and it was confusing. And it was wildly confusing. But most importantly, I think that in that experience, I finally understood, okay, we can have identities that evolve beyond the way we grew up. Okay, we have the power to ask questions of our existence. We don't have to do what's expected to us. And that can connect to sexuality, but it can connect to your career. It can connect to every facet of who you are in your late teens to early 20s. I was going to say, let's connect it to your visual and beauty identity in this Greek household world that you guys came up with. Yes. Did you feel that the beauty presentation that you had to put on was like very much for the male gaze? Yes. (laughs) I know you both love a bold lip. Like how do mama and papa feel about the bold lip? Like was that part of it too? Uh, The expectation was that if you go to a Greek church on Greek Easter, it is high fashion in most communities. Oh, you've got to bring it. It's New York Fashion Week every every Sunday. It's New York Fashion (laughs) Week. Yeah, like this is through the lens of our experiences in a metropolitan, you know, relatively urbanized, Christina, Brooklyn, very urban, right? Jersey, though, 30, 40 minutes from New York City, like... There's a lot of expectation, but ultimately, right, everyone's shopping for a husband at church. The My Big Fat Greek Wedding stereotypes, a lot of them are real. I didn't want to ask, but I wanted to ask, like, how accurate is it? A lot of them are it? real. With the exception of the yeah. Windex. Yes. Right. <laughs> Windex is like, there's another version of that that your dad has that can Just fix oil. oil. Right. I respect the Greek community because of how close-knit they are, and they taught me what community is, period. And now, of course, just because I don't fit in that mold and Christina and I knew at different points of our lives, this is not who we're going to be. And that's okay. And Christina, when you were growing up, what was that experience with makeup for you? It's interesting because I remember one of my best friends when I was younger doing a full face of makeup on me and me coming home, my parents being so upset. They're just like, oh my God, no, you're too young, blah, blah, blah. So like I had a very different makeup experience and makeup journey. In fact, I didn't really wear a lot of makeup even when I met Alexis. Like on our first date, I think I only owned like a few drugstore foundations, some really old mascara, (laughs) you know, not wear lipstick. Yeah, no, I have a very different makeup experience and journey. I always loved getting my makeup done. So I was really attracted to makeup artists. I was really attracted that Alexis was a makeup artist, to be honest. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's sexy. Because I always felt really empowered when makeup artists did my makeup, but I didn't know how to do my own makeup. So yeah, I had a very different journey into makeup. And Alexis, in a lot of ways, was the one that taught me a lot about makeup. And then still, when there's an event, she does my makeup, which is amazing. I have like the best perk in a relationship. I mean, I would like that. For sure. So to me, it makes perfect sense how you both overlap. One of you is in education. One of you is in beauty. The overlap is you're going to take concepts about beauty products, how they work, and you're going to break them down, give key takeaways to people, salient points. You're going to educate. We didn't clean up sort of what happened with Femme Power Beauty, but how did Femme Power Beauty sort of shift into the lipstick lesbians account you started on TikTok? Yeah. So within six months of launching our business, we had great success organically, but we still were in very much like, we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) You know, we got a lot of organic press, which was amazing, but our website wasn't converting. So it looked on the surface like things were incredible, but there was a lot that we needed to figure out. Within six months of launching, we got organically on Good Morning America. This is another story for another day. We got a check from Sophia Maruso live on Good Morning America two days after we were engaged, nothing to do with the proposal. 
Robin Roberts outs me on live TV. It's like a whole, <laughs> it's like crazy stuff happened while we had It was girl power. boss era. It yes. was really, yes, exactly. It was girl boss era. Literally, we got a check from girl boss. Do you know what I mean? Like it was a different time. And Femme Power was birthed during that time. And then shortly after that, COVID happened because that was 2019. So it was June 2019 when we got that check or July 1st, 2019, we got that check. COVID happened shortly after, like six months after. And then we had to reevaluate everything. Okay, so what do we do? We're a small bootstrap business. We have these lipsticks. It's COVID. Now what? So we ended up doing a new partnership where we were like, okay, well, we realize now that influencers are more influential than ever before. And we want to partner with influencers, not just as affiliates, but in ways that actually are meaningful and impactful. And so we started a new business model where we launch capsule lipstick collections with influencers that are of consciousness, that do have meaning, that give back to society through education to keep back to our motif of education. And so we partnered with Blair Imani, who's a historian and DE&I activist, Black, Muslim, queer. She's incredible. And we launched our Smarter Lip Sets. And that was Amazing. We launched that in, what was it, Alexis? Like 2021? That was 2021, correct? Yeah, like March. In, in March 2021 during Women's History Month. But then again, we found the same struggle of awareness being too deep, only reaching certain audiences. And so we kept on having these hypotheses as entrepreneurs, as you do as good entrepreneurs. You have your hypotheses, you try them, but you're supposed to fail quickly. And what happens in beauty is that you can't fail quickly because you have to plan your quantities two years in advance, right? In order to get those lipsticks, you actually have to prep it. So then it's just like this long drawn out process and we have a hypothesis and then we have to find out the hard way. And so Alexis and I also during that time realizing influencers being really powerful, I told Alexis, I started following Gary Vaynerchuk during covid and he's just Christina so inspirational. Christina would be married to Gary. Oh my God, he's <laughs> <She> incredible. <laughs> he's so incredible. And he was talking about dreams coming true, social media, organic, TikTok. And I said, Alexis, I have it. I'm going to hack TikTok. And we're going to do behind the scenes of our lives as Fempower Beauty owners. And because we sell lipsticks, our name is going to be The Lipstick Lesbians. And I went on TikTok that day and I captured that handle. And the only reason that our name is The Lipstick Lesbians is because we had a beauty brand that sold lipsticks and we wanted to do behind the scenes of our lives so that we can get that exposure without having to necessarily rely on these influencers that we had these hypotheses about. And it was really just having fun on TikTok, just throwing stuff at the wall. And I haven't deleted one video. Like if you do the deep scroll, you'll see all the videos that are still there. I did that purposefully. I just think it's so historical. But it was very much around lesbianism and being an entrepreneur. And it wasn't until this TikTok exploded December 28th, 2022, like really late into December, going into the new year. I'll never forget it where on her birthday, I was recording her at Sephora. And there's a way deeper story behind this as well. But she was going to Costa Rica. She wanted to replenish one of her foundations. She was also, Alexis, going through some health situations with her ear. And beauty always made her feel really good and happy. So we were both in a really happy place. We go to Sephora. I'm filming her. And long story short, she's just so incredible. She has this really talented, beautiful sensory memory where she could touch a product and then remember the feeling of touching it two years ago because she does get to see it like two years out, you know, which is incredible. So she's like, oh, this is made in like Italy or this is like Germany or this is USA. I'm just like, this is so fascinating to me. So I recorded it. Did you know she had this skill? Had you seen her do this not 
while you were filming? I did because I used to see Alexis talk to her beauty product development friends who get samples in and they're just like guessing like the manufacturer. It's like another language. They're like, nope, it's this one, it's that one, right. this date. Oh, they did a baked, not a pressed or whatever. But it's funny because sometimes when Alexis is guessing the region of manufacturer, she's actually guessing the manufacturer itself, like the actual company, but she can't say what the company yeah. is. <laughs> she's just like, it's made in Italy, but I'm really thinking it's the ex-manufacturer who I know makes these amazing products. Right. Yeah. So it's funny. So I was like, oh, this is fun. So I recorded her guessing the makeup by Mario. And we posted, not thinking anything of it. And it hits like 1 million views. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, this is what Gary Vaynerchuk talks about. I didn't even know she posted about. it. Yeah, no, Alexis didn't know I posted it. And you were both like, we built that website. We spent all that time coming up with branding for Femme Power. And of course, the minute we just like <laughs> stopped overthinking it. It's right there in our face. That's basically what happened. And then because I followed Gary and I even went to his conference, like I was like big, you know, like there's something here. I feel really good about it. I was like, I know what to do. Alexis, this is not like those one hit wonder TikToks that you put up and it goes viral, but you could never replicate yeah. it. I was like, this is based on talent. We could do it again. You guys are educators. There was immediately a pattern that you could follow. I see it for exactly. sure. So every time we did that motif, it just kept on hitting. And then I was like, all right, Alexis, well, let's go deeper and really educate on products and put our brains together. And like, let's see how far we could really take this. And that's really the story of how we launched our TikTok. And we really have only been doing this on TikTok professionally, like full-time. Yeah, it's only been about 10 months. Well, th what I think is really nice about what you do is I can see that it comes from a lot of respect. I think a lot of people that review products on TikTok don't give a, excuse my language, don't give a shit about the brands, all the people that work there. If they diss something, who cares? I'm just telling you the truth. And when you give us constructive criticism on things, I feel like it comes from a place of love and respect for the beauty industry. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel... There's not that negativity that I think a lot of product reviews on YouTube sort of have gotten in the past five yes. years where they take the product and they're like, this is why it sucks. I don't think I've ever heard you say that. If it's if it's not good, you'll tell us why so we can learn from it and the brand can learn from it. Exactly. Not just like give it zero stars. It is a time in history of beauty and manufacturing and raw materials, whether we're talking about globally, whether we're talking about any country right now who makes beauty products, we're, we're making better products than we've ever had before. By better, I mean they're more advanced, technologically speaking. We're fermenting ingredients. Biotech is involved. There's just so much more consumption yielding, so much more desire for newness, and that all ushers into innovation. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, triple digits for a reason. And it's going to continue to grow and evolve as rapidly, even more rapidly, I think, because of social media and the embrace of product. But when we developed our products, we have four lipsticks that are traditional classic bullets. We came across one million challenges that I break down on lives now on TikTok. And I walk through why, as a bootstrapped independent beauty brand, we have this black, sexy, metallic, uh, excuse me, magnetic package that is like audible click, really weighted and heavy that five years later, Elf can launch, right, for $9, whereas we sell ours for 25 And five years ago, it was novel, nine, you know, five years later, $9, it makes perfect sense. And we'll walk through how that's even possible. And it's innovation and evolution. And yeah. people need to understand that to know, well, I've seen controversies on the internet where it's like, this independent beauty brand stole the packaging from that one. It's like, no, 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 no. That's a stock package, darlings. Meaning yeah. as an independent beauty brand founder, 
You don't have the ability to go in and choose and design your package to the exact specificity of what you want. So being an independent beauty brand founder like myself, Christina would say things to me all the time like, oh, can we do this, this, and this? And I'd laugh and I'd be like, we can't. We are limited to X, Y, and Z. So even our classic bullet lipsticks, though, I made the most luxurious, rich, conditioning hydrating mat that I could essentially and put it in the most elevated stock package I could find that we could afford. And that's the story of our first bullet classic connection. And lipstick is a symbol of femininity and almost a rite of passage for anyone who wants to enter into womanhood, whatever gender expression you are and have. So that's why we started with the bullets. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on allomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. 
summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset, so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area, so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Well, do you ever worry, though, because you're giving away the secret sauce a lot, do you ever worry that beauty companies are going to be annoyed at you for sharing all of this? Like, people go to school to learn all this in 10 years in the business to figure this out. I have had now, I mean, probably weekly, if not almost every other day, conversations with people surrounding how Christine and I, we want to elevate the experience for every single person in this industry. Product developers... Who knew even that they existed prior to this, us breaking out 10 months ago on TikTok? And they deserve also a little bit of, I guess, what you would call recognition, for lack of a so better word. So people enjoy that you're explaining oh, a breaking yeah. test with a powder that you drop from this and the person that does that behind the scenes. Absolutely, because ultimately it's going to make for a better consumer. Better consumers are going to demand more innovative products. It allows teams and brands and businesses to be a little bit more competitive. Hopefully we see less sameness. We won't see nine of the same product in like different packages we will push the boundaries of beauty together as a collective. It'll speed up the innovation. Okay, so we're not worried yes. about the brands being mad at us. Christina, <laughs> you're following your wife around Sephora and Ulta with a phone for hours. Yes. <laughs> what about the retailers? Do they get annoyed at you? No, they love it too. I mean, really? I, yeah, they do. I mean, we even organically met with Sephora and they're just like, we love what you guys are doing. It's so great. And then another thing I will say is that we really pride ourselves in original content. We're not looking at trends. We're not looking at other content creators yeah. and replicating what they're doing. I mean, there was like this 500 dot foundation trend. I'm like showing it to Alexa. I'm like, look at this. Like, you know, like, it's kind of silly. I'm like, stop <laughs> wasting know, that She knows digital <laughs> education. You know, you know if you did it, it will get some algorithm hits, but that's not what you want to do. Right, for yeah. us. Okay. It's not about the trends. I mean, we'll talk about products that are being spoken about, sure, right? Because people are curious and interested about them. And that's what happens, right? Virality drives products that people are intrigued by sometimes. 
So we'll talk about those, but we're not necessarily following trends. So everything we're doing is rooted in education. It's rooted in being original. And it's it's funny because you start to see a lot of content creators like looking and trying to replicate, but kind of missing the mark. So it's it's always a little entertaining for us. But yes, the retailers do love the content. I mean, we're going around to Bloomingdale sometimes, Target. We even went to Dollar Tree, Ulta, Sephora. Yeah, I mean, Sephora and Ulta are like the obvious ones. What about the sales associates? Like Alexis oh, used to be out. on the floor. If you two came they- <laughs> into the NARS store back in the day, would you be like, what are these wow. fools doing? You know, it's funny. In the beginning, they didn't know who we were. Now they know who, who we are and they they thank us. Do they, are they like, hey, lipstick lesbians, like in the middle of the store? Yeah. Oh my God, yesterday we walked out of Bloomingdale's and this woman just started bowing at us. And I was like, is she bowing because she's saying goodnight or is she bowing because she knows us? And like, I love you. <laughs> oh, she knows your account. Yeah. 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 And it's really sweet. And the, the message that we're receiving in the DMs and the comments is that we're helping them help their customers. This is exactly what I've always wanted. This is my dream, but I thought I was going to be doing it with them power. But ironically... Christine and I are doing it in a much wider, broader, deeper scale. And the lipsticks that we have are still tools of empowerment and they're still beautiful formulas and they still educate in so many ways. But again, going back to taking care of people, like our goal this year, we have four months left of the year. It's how much more can we help I can help you help some people. How about that? Yes. Because I yes. want to get into this. I want to I want to ask you some questions. And obviously, Christina, yeah. this has become part of your expertise too, yeah. but I know that this is Alexis I might yeah, be leaning sure. on here more. But like you feature products at all price points. And I'm curious, what do you think cost per goods wise, it makes mm-hmm. sense to pay more for? So we can look at and we could break down the numbers and we could have an analysis chart. But the thing that I always like to invite people to think about before they even assess their budget is essentially, what do you need? Who are you? Nobody stops in their, I'd say, even teens or 20s to think about who they want to be in the context of their presentation. A lot of it is we're conditioned. We've seen a million filtered photos. We want to look like, who's our latest it girl? Olivia Rodrigo. Whether we want to look like Selena, Kim Kardashian, Kylie, Kendall, whoever our it girl is of the moment, of the trend, of the virality. It's as if we've now lost the ability to go back to who we are and what we need. So fundamentally speaking, your skin type, your skin texture, your skin needs is going to really reflect and differentiate the answer of where do I invest? Because if you have what you consider like dry to normal skin, right, and you don't have any deeper need, you don't need to invest in the hardcore moisturizer with the actives or the retinols. You may be someone, though, that's allocating a budget to a facial every two months. So you're getting away with a $9 moisturizer because your skin just needs a little hydration because you're getting those facial massages. And again, I can answer this question in 19 different ways, but... How about this way? What if I know what I need and want? I literally Mm -hmm. just want to get the most money for my dollar. Like mascara, that costs them two cents and they're charging $30. Whereas foundation, you know, that costs them $20 and they're charging $30. Like which categories of cosmetics do cost a lot to make? Well, yeah. So the most expensive you would argue is, is generally speaking, like your packaging drives a tremendous amount of the cost, but that's not to negate the fact that sometimes a package is what is going to unlock an innovation because of a delivery system, because of a certain brush. Like there are patents on brushes for a reason. Certain brushes are going to work across a wider spectrum of lash. So, okay, there's a $6 elf lash and roll mascara. Of course, that lash and roll mascara is 
going to be really budget friendly. Do I use it? Absolutely. Is it something that I would use every single day exclusively and never touch a YSL Lash Clash, which is $30? No. It depends on your specific eyelashes. You may try Lash Clash, and the short answer, unfortunately, is it's a buy and try. If you're happy with your $6 mascara, it's going to work. Like You can find a way to teach 80% of folks that it's going to work. But at the end of the day, from a bulk ratio perspective, people buy luxury cars because they drive differently. Luxury products are a different user experience collectively from the minute you open the package to a certain scent profile. And if that's who you are in your, whether you're Torian in nature and you like the luxury goods, you're not going to be happy with a basic stock package. You're going to want the elevated experience. And so in terms of bulk, can you find luxury style bulk at the drugstore? Yes, in certain instances. And the reason that brands like Elf and L'Oreal win in Maybelline, which is L'Oreal own, is because once you introduce volume, the minute you're introducing volume into the equation, they're able to drive down their cost of goods and be ultimately some of the most competitive formulations on the market. It's almost like the products that make more of their product, you're likely getting a better quality product because they can exactly. afford to give you more. Yeah. You mentioned, though, you could get that luxury at the drugstore. I have you to can. ask. Christina, I ask you, you can't believe they're selling it so cheaply. You're like, why does this only cost $3? Is amazing. What product things do comes to mind when you hear that? I think it's funny because I really lean on Alexis for all of these beauty product <laughs> recommendations. Elf has been, yeah. I think, crushing it. And then L'Oreal Paris. And maybe it's really those three that she mentioned that we always go back to. Next to. You think across category for them? I, it depends on like, are we talking skincare? Let's do color cosmetics because I have less yeah. experience there. Across category, back in the day, I remember it would be like, okay, you would go to, this isn't skip it, Clarence for the sun. And you would go to, <laughs> mm -hmm. you, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. there was different Clarence for like this. And you would go to Dior because they did a really good mascara and you would go over here for lip. But yeah. it doesn't seem to be that way anymore. Some brands are doing it good across the board. And those four brands that you just named, do you think that their whole categories are great or their pan eyeshadows are better than their whatever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think for me, like another brand that I think this is actually does a really great job that's coming to mind that's in Target, Jason Wu. I love Jason Wu. I think they've done oh, okay. a really great job. You can find their complexion, their tinted moisturizer that had launched this year, super competitive to uh, say traditional Laura Mercier. Now, Laura Mercier has the ability and has had an iconic 20-year run with their tinted moisturizer. They've recently redeveloped it. From an innovation standpoint, or even from a cost of goods standpoint, let's use this perfect example, right? Laura Mercier, Jason Wu, super comparable in terms of finish, experience, body, cushion, all of it. But Laura Mercier has SPF. Well, that costs a hell of a lot more money to do to validate the tanks to be able to do an SPF product. So I use this as there's our person who's got their budget. They want a tinted moisturizer that's great. The Jason Wu is wonderful, but if they want sun protection in their tinted moisturizer, well, they're going to have to go with Laura Mercier yeah. or they're going to have to go with. And that's a great example. But some folks are going to get their sun protection in a separate step. So, okay, great. I'll invest in my sunscreen and then I'll go ahead and I'll do my Jason Wu tinted moisturizer. Are there any categories that you think there's very little difference between a mass and a prestige? I would say complexion is usually where you're going to see the greatest variance in terms of like quality based similarly to that yeah. example. But say that 
if anything, luxury beauty will be 18 months ahead. So it's not that like two, three years later, you won't see those innovations. And you look at the Maybelline Superstays of the world. Love that product. You take a L'Oreal Freshwear Foundation. That L'Oreal Freshwear Foundation, 24-hour wear, is highly competitive against an Estee Lauder double wear, is highly competitive against any long-wearing, full-coverage, Huda Beauty full filter. Even in shade range and color, you think? Especially, like, they may not have, say, 50. Maybe they'll have 47 or 45. It depends on the store that and you're And they were later well. to the shelves than the Estee Lauders of the world. But exactly. now that it's here. You, eventually, the raw materials will catch up in a way. But then at that time, you'll see, like, L'Oreal release the new All Hours Foundation. So if right? someone's, like, on the hunt for a bargain, and two years ago, they found their mm-hmm. favorite concealer, this is it. Should they now relook? Because that same similar concealer could now be available from a non-prestige brand and they could be saving totally. some money. I'm not like all about saving money all the time, but Yeah, of course. And if it but budget is really important. Beauty is about accessibility. And I celebrate every hence the celebrating of these brands that are doing things well on a budget. NYX can't stop one stop concealer. Highly, highly, highly competitive against your Huda Faux filter, your Tarte Shape Tape. Does it mean it's the same? No. Does it mean that other folks won't prefer Tarte Shape Tape and Huda? Of course not. But it doesn't mean that you can't get a full coverage product on a budget. And the truth yeah. is beauty beauty should on some level be democratized enough for people to have the ability to access product. Yeah. You just mentioned some viral products, though. Can we talk about virality? Is there anything <laughs> that you think just does not live up to its viral hype? So I think for me, if I'm being like really honest, I, I when try have you avoid... not, Alexis? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I try and avoid looking at content because sometimes I do get a little frustrated because I get upset. I emotionally get upset. Yeah, but you go to a store and it has its own gondola and it's like, you know, this is the it product, right? Or yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody's using it. Your aunt in Greece is calling <laughs> you to ask about it. Like that's what I mean. Even if it's not yeah. because everybody's making a video about it. Are there any of those that you're like, I don't get it? Personally, I would say that there are certain things. I define virality in a way, in many ways, that it's like a product that works for more people than not. So it's like a broad spectrum product. 90% of the time, like this product is working for the vast majority of people that are trying it, thus it's super viral, right? Or the price is fire, then it makes total sense for it to be viral. Something I, I could give you a definitive, I don't get it as much personally is like Drunk Elephant's Bronzini Drops. Liquid bronzer with pearl. Pearl can be really expensive. There's an example of something that you'll find. Drugstore versus luxury. Pearl will drive a price up. If you have something with like a really beautiful, no And by pearl, you don't mean mica. You mean actual crushed pearl. I mean like mica. I mean- Okay, a shimmer. Exactly. Shimmer that's not a reflex pearl, so you don't see the particle size. So those have a tendency to drive price up. So of course there's bronzer drops that are worth the price, worth the hype. But like to me, in terms of a bronzing drop to get an effect out of it, I can find things, whether it be things at the drugstore, whether it be the halo glows that have gone super viral or like True Match Lumi drops that have gone super viral. And if they tell you it's because they're skincare ingredients, what do you say to that? I mean, then you have to look at the ingredient listing and you have to read through the ingredient listing. And not everyone has the ability to do that. I don't know how much niacinamide costs per <laughs> kilo. Do you? 
it's different, right? Because every single vendor is going to give you a different form of niacinamide, right? Is it, you know, is it activated? Right. Is it, et cetera. The delivery system, which there's so much. And I'm, again, not a chemist, so I'm not, I'm never writing down the actual formula and lo looking at the weights to equal 100. I haven't done that since FIT days, but I talk to a lot of chemists. I stay relevant. I think the yeah. takeaway of what virality I would hope does for people is hopefully you'll start at the baseline and say, okay, bronzing drops. What is that? Let's learn about what that even is. Okay, I can manipulate the shade of my foundation with that. Wonderful. That I, I vibe with in a way of like, I want to do that, or I want that glow, or I want a radiance. I would like for them at that point to decide, okay, I'm in the market for a $40 item in this category, or I can do a $10. If you've never used a product like that before, go for the the budget-friendlier option that you can find, the quote-unquote dupe, if you're not going to use it every day. It's an expensive hobby if you're buying all the virality, but at, at least it's getting people more exposed to things that they need to learn about existing so that they can then start to build up the things that they want in their beauty routines to empower themselves. But what was the last time you were surprised by a product? Because as they learn about new things, I see you pull things out yeah. and make a video about them, like high water content powders. And I'm like, girl, that's Prescriptive's magic powder from like Magic the powder. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said to Christina too. I actually, I spoke with the woman that sold me that powder not too long ago when I was uh, my first year at the counter. That's so funny. She was at the prescriptive counter. It was counter, just yeah. one example because it happens to me all the time as a beauty editor who has like a 25 yes. year history knowledge of beauty products. I'm like, it's not surprising or new. What's seemed surprising or new to you lately? That example of the powder. I remember seeing that at a trade show from a, an Italian Yeah, so that's vendor. something that maybe not. Yeah. New. Like what makes that special versus the prescriptives is truly the technology has advanced that they can coat pigments or they can infuse pigments inside powder pigments, dry pigments. So you're not just getting the transparent version. Right. They've manipulated dry pigments in a way now that they've evolved. And you're going to experience that with pigments across the board, whether we're talking about pigments inside foundations or we're talking about the way that they manufacture foundations. Because the industry went from 12 or 15 shades of foundation to 50, imagine developing that on the bench as a chemist. Imagine sitting with 50 giant vats of foundation, shade matching and shade developing to 50 different benchmarks. They needed to speed up the process even of what happens inside the factory while you're developing. And we all benefit from that. Exactly. So they've had to change the way that they make bases and the way that they even to take this a step further, right? Let's talk about a drugstore, even classic innovation. Foundations used to be made with four pigments traditionally. Red, yellow, white, black. Boom. We've now seen L'Oreal started to do a little bit of blue. Now they've introduced a new format of blue and true match and green. So every human who has a more medium skin tone with olive undertones, we call it in PD land, like a little dirty, this green mm -hmm. olive effect. If you're skewing way too yellow with your foundation, you can find a foundation at the drugstore that has green in it that will help with that overly yellowness, but be in the same undertone and surface tone that you need to match your skin. That's innovation, but that was birthed out of humans and the evolution of color and shade. Her name's Belanda. She's been on the podcast. She <laughs> yes. helped discover ultramarine yes. blue at L'Oreal. I love yes. her. Exactly. She's yeah. amazing. No, I, I, there were other people on her team as well. But yeah, I love that those innovations, that they're coming to everybody now. And I like the way mm -hmm. that you explained it, that like, sure, you'll see it in prestige first. They have the money to do it. Right. And then 
you can But sometimes benefit. even you're getting a mass reward. And I know that we've gone on like seven or six different little tangents, but it's it's such a beautiful, nuanced world. But take off your educator hats for a second. Let's just talk about you guys as people. <laughs> Christina, yeah. what do you love? What about you? What has surprised <laughs> you? Were you like, this product's amazing? Oh my God, there's so You're many. You're both givers. You're like out here trying to give. What does the other person <laughs> need? What can I give them? How do I teach them? Let's be selfish for a minute, ladies. Oh my God. What do you love, Christina? I mean, I've been on like a whole new beauty product self-discovery with all of this because before we were always talking about our lipstick or our lipstick or our lipstick. And our lipstick is incredible. Like, don't get me wrong, but it was like always me just evaluating the lipstick and never really branching out and trying other products, even though Alexis was always doing them. It's funny because before all of this virality, I would just use the vendor samples that she would get because she's evaluating products well, that aren't Well, that's why I asked you because I was like, Alexis loves freely and widely with her products. So oh, yeah. I feel like if it makes it into your toiletry case. <laughs> it's it's special. Okay, let me help her. What mis- what mascara are you wearing? <laughs> so yeah, no, it's really funny. I used to love the YSL Lash Clash, yes, but the Rare Beauty mascara yeah. is just incredible. I've been really loving that. In terms of foundation, the Glossier Stretch is incredible. Really loving Someone that. Was just on the show last week, already it's obsessed with this so new foundation. So good. I'm loving that foundation. What else? I think those are like the ones that I really love. And then concealer, it's really interesting. Like something weird happened with my eyes on like an eczema breakout. And I don't know what caused it still. I have no idea. So I have to be, I'm like super careful. So I'm like, now I've been really loving Tower 28 because they have that eczema exception that Alexis talks yeah. about. The eczema association accepted. So I've been loving their products as well. And the House Labs concealer, I just find just, oh my God, I, I'm obsessed with that one You too. both love that, right? Yeah, it's yeah, so good. It's a great one. House Labs was a slow burn for me. I feel like when it first came out, they didn't do a great job of like educating because it was like, oh, Lady Gaga, that's all you need to know. So, <laughs> but it's really good products, but like- They've reinvented It's almost themselves. sometimes with these celebrity lines, you have to take the celebrity out of it. I used to give it a ding, like, oh, celebrity line. It's probably just contract manufacturer, white label, stick your name on it. But clearly, yeah. with Rare Beauty, with House, are there any other celebrity lines that you love? So they have a stacked PD team, Rare Beauty. And I say that with love. Yeah. Because it well, is that's not... why the products are good, right? Exactly. And it's also, it's interesting, when I when I first discovered House as the launch happened, they're doing the fermenting which also improves efficacy of ingredients. But there's tons of literature on this, by the way, that you can like read about fermenting ingredients. But most importantly, I think with House in particular, they have nice uniform ingredient stories with like the fermented Arnica and we're seeing some continuity with that, which was a departure from... This is in their color face products? Yes, exactly. Okay, got it. So that's also like, if you want to talk about differentiating between drugstore and color, luxury, color cosmetics, it's like- They're going to have skincare ingredients that actually do something. Exactly. And like Cosas is a brand that does that incredibly well. Cosas is probably one of the best poised brands presently that you can go and buy that's both fun, cool, indie, and it just blurs the lines between what we consider efficacy and performance and like color and skin. Now- I can literally give you like a three minute kind of synopsis of every brand and kind of their identities and DNAs. But the truth is when brands are first forming, they don't even have a full assortment. It's like almost not fair to even give Rare Beauty's breakdown of who they are yet because they're like babies. They're like three years old. They have a long way to go before they can get to the legs and the likes of Narzes who have these deep, 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 huge assortments because they, they haven't even fully fleshed out every single product category yet. They haven't had a chance. They're, they're too new. Same with House. 
So as far as celebrity beauty brands go, I worked very closely with Drew Barrymore for years on Flower, drugstore brand. What was my job at Flower Beauty? To make the most luxury products at mass accessible. So you're, I'm the queen of accessible in terms of understanding luxury and what we should be looking for in the drugstore, but also respecting the fact that you take a brand like NYX, they're killing it in the brow game. They're just like each, I believe, drugstore branded itself has something that's like a category that they're known for. Flower Beauty, Drew's brand, complexion. I can't speak in detail about it because I worked on it, but their complexion products are fire. I developed them. They're great. And they're they're not going to be like full-fledged, 24-hour wear, full face beat, because that's not the design of them, because that wasn't the demographic of the of the flower customer. So again, as far as just like what we can find where and like what's going on in each little facet of the industry, like this is a very intimate thing also, your products that you're using. And like favorites of mine are both seasonal people i think also forget like how many pairs of pants do you all have how many t-shirts how many sweat like what's i have like season? well then what's the season right now alexis what's it, what what's happening for fall what's happening for on fall your face. is like what's happening right. on your face <laughs> well today you know we we're we're in transition meaning like i want to start slowly bumping up my coverage more so than i was in summer so summer you would have seen me wearing the chanel little beads I have always been addicted to Chanel complexion products. They work for me. You mean the foundation with the Hydra Microfusion? Yes. I forget the name. Exactly. Got it. Yes. Okay, go the on. Complex- the complexion touch was like pretty much complexion touch. Rare Beauty's tinted moisturizer has SPF 25. That was your summers. Okay, now? I wore those a lot in summer. Now, like, I'll throw on a... I have the Fenty Skin Tint stick on today because it's the fastest thing I could put on my face. It will maintain radiance. I have a little Kosas powder on top. It was a quick morning. We're coming in to do a podcast. I'm not going for a full face beat. We're going to go for facials later. And it's it's mood-driven. It's style-driven. God, if someone came to you with the desert island question, you both would be like, I can't answer. I want <laughs> yeah. all the products. But because, but because it's, it's, it's about this invitation of folks really understanding, like, I used to do these one-on-one consultations, and uh, sometimes I think about bringing them back. I don't know how Like a yet, cameo. You could do it on cameo. Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> I was thinking about that, actually. <laughs> They're like these healing and like, it's like an aura reading, but for your makeup identity. Okay? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and Why it's are you like, laughing? I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm there. I'm on board. I'm 100% on board. Yes. But folks have that identity where they're going to go, maybe they're a mom and it's like preschool pickup line or, or kindergarten you, pickup Christina, line. Christina, do you notice how she keeps not talking about herself and keeps talking about helping <laughs> okay. other people? She's a giver. Right. I see a theme here. I do. I get it. It's really hard for you, though, I think is interesting because it this is. is why you're good at what you do because it's not about you. I get it. Yeah. How I'm about sorry. perfume? That's very personal. Do Ooh. you each have a favorite fragrance Ooh. you're wearing? Santal 33, is that the one they, that I wore yesterday? Yeah, I was you like love Santal, yeah. I love Santal. Oh, so good. What about you, Alexis? So I have a rotation of like another 13 Le Labo, classic, clean, simple. I love a lot of clean. I, I'll i wear Glossier U on any given day that I'm going to the gym. People laugh at me that I'll have like a gym fragrance, but I do, like or Pilates because it's light. It. Yeah. Favorites. Francis Kersian, I love the, it used to be the Bergdorf exclusive and now it's 757, or it was 757, now it's 724. I love MFK. I'm not like a Baccarat girly, but I am an MFK girly. Gentle fluidity. Oh, that's a gym one for me. <laughs> yeah, there, there you but go. But I'm a perfume person. Right. Maybe that's not good for the people I work out around. I don't know. But, <laughs> no, it is. It's, it's quite a si- siage on a 
Francis Kirk to John. <laughs> what did you wear today? Did you wear any today? Today I have on a Byredo fragrance, actually. Bald Afrique. I never know how to pronounce that oh, one, but I, I do on love it. I put on a Byredo lip for you. That's oh, I was. In, this I actually this. looks like Montrasis in our collection, the one that you're wearing, this plum. Well, I usually do a red, and then I know you guys are, I'm like, they always do like a magenta, and it looks so good. I'm going to do like more of this a This looks pink, good. So I love I, it. Okay, my last question for you, Alexis, before we do our Fat Mascara 5, which is a little bit of a speed round, what's the beauty product that needs to be invented that hasn't yet? Christina, you can answer too if you have a request. I don't. A lot of people in the industry listen, so maybe we'll get what so, we want if we ask. Alexis should develop it. <laughs> I know. Um, here's where I start to battle with reality and perception. We used to call this Don't blue think. Sky pretend you can have whatever you want. I'll go first, yeah. okay? <laughs> I want a pill that's sunscreen. I want to swallow the pill Ooh. and have SPF 30 for the day. Ooh. That's beautiful. That's really okay, good. I know that's like impossible right now, but. Pie in yeah. the sky foundation that literally can just like, we can just like put on like a little mini mask that just shields our like face. Like Jetson style. And our yes. And our environment from, um, from all environmental aggressors because we do have to worry about more than the sun, unfortunately. face shield. A face shield, like a mask that's like merges to your skin, almost like biomimetic next next seven years, 10 years from now that just protects us. I, I have a, a very strong opinion that we have to think about more than the sun when we walk outside in the future. And that's where our makeup is going to now not only be a shield of metaphorical armor, but a shield of physical armor that's comfortable and beautiful. Yeah. If you're putting it on anyway, make it look good. That's my complexion, blue sky pipe dream innovation. I love it. <laughs> I want that for us. That's Christina, really cool. were you inspired or no? I didn't really have anything. I mean, it was really interesting because yesterday we were at Credo and we were looking at that brand where they're mm. speaking of the pill just reminded me about right. like, the gray hair, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, I think that's really interesting. I'm just curious if that works, <laughs> to be honest. So funny. I am working on some research about that right now, but then I don't want to get rid of my gray hair. I don't want to get rid of all my gray hair because I like some of my gray hair. It looks amazing. I would like it to be more selective. <laughs> gray yes, hair, not there. Exactly. Or like permanent hair dye, right? If you right. get highlights, wouldn't that be fabulous? That like right. that's how your hair grows from yeah. now on with beautiful copper highlight right framing your face for the rest of your life. Yeah, that exactly. So bad. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let me do the Fat Mascara 5 with you. I think you've listened to the podcast, so you know the drill, but because there's two of you, I'm going to ask each of you the questions. Christina, what was the first beauty product you fell in love with, even if you were like 30 when it happened? <laughs> I have to say it was the NARS Audacious Lipstick. It was the first lipstick that Alexis truly introduced me to that I was like, wow, I want to get this in every color. And I've never experienced this before. <laughs> that was really cool. I love cool. that. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Alexis, you, what's the first beauty product you fell in love with? First ever would have been Lancome Definiseals Mascara. You guys are classy. I love it. I was 12. Yeah. That was like the, I wore it the longest, probably like a decade. Yeah. Okay. Your first love. All right. Mm -hmm. Next question. Christina, who's a celebrity you think you'd be best friends with? Uh, Alexis, what are their names? The ones on Broad City? I think they're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not big with second. like movies or shows, but I just love yeah, them. Yeah. Abby Jacobson and uh, yes. Alana Glazer. Abby Jacobson, Alana. Yep. They're incredible. I just think they're hilarious. Like, they just make me laugh so hard. <laughs> That's a good one. Alexis, who do you think you'd be best friends with? Lady Gaga. <laughs> Christina's <laughs> answering for me. <laughs> yeah, I would probably, like, because we've played this game before. Yeah, probably, like, a, a Lady Gaga. We'd be, we'd be close, I think, in our creative aspirations. Got it. 
Christina, what's a favorite indulgent snack? Cookies. I love what? cookies. Be specific, please. With chocolate chip. And they have to be a little burnt around the edges, like just the right so amount homemade. of crisp. Yeah, it has to be crisp, though, not soft. Not like a soft chocolate chip cookie kind of gal. Alexis, what about you? Popcorn. I make it oh, yeah, that's with like too. olive oil that we bring over from Greece in the classic little cast pot, boom, kernel, little the tiny kernels. Yeah. We get these little Amish tiny kernels. I don't like the bigger ones because then it hurts. Yeah, it's very specific. Hurts your teeth? Wait, the tiny one. kernels are better for your teeth? Yeah, it's like less chewing. They're smaller. Oh, I like don't a pipcorn, not yeah, a popcorn. Yes, like it's, exactly. It's a pipcorn you can make at home. Exactly. I am there with you. <laughs> not too specific. I love it. Okay. What's your pet peeve, Christina? Whatever that question means to you, what's your pet peeve? It used to be, I don't know anymore, but like pre-COVID when I was in the classroom where there would be like these faculty meetings, I just remember being in like a large meeting area. And then there'd be like these people that would just like huge sips of water and then you oh. hear the gulp. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Big pet I love peeve. the specificity. That's a good one. Alexis, what about you? I find myself always like really... How can I explain this pet peeve? I feel bad because it's like, (laughs) but basically like when I hate when I get asked the same question like 15 times, like in a row, because I just feel like nobody's listening. And like, I explain it 15 times and it it does happen to me a lot. So are we talking about the comments section on (laughs) online or just (laughs) in meetings at work or? No, I just feel like it's it's like people love to like rip information out and they want more and more, but they'll ask the same question like 15 times if they want to get a different answer. I'm like, you're not going to get a different answer. I'm going to give you the same oh, answer. Oh, that's a, I, so I know the scenario that you're talking about. What if I ask this way? Uh, right, what if right. I did that on this podcast? Did I do that no, to you? you? Didn't. No, you you're didn't. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I would have found Christine. a clever way to dodge, no. <laughs> I get told I ask too many questions. That's different. It's fun on no, a podcast, t- yeah, but in, in real is. life. I I probably can be exhausting. I know that. Okay, Christina, last question. What do you need to get your beauty sleep? Like what has to be in order or done or a thing that will like let you get your sleep? That's a really tough one because it depends on what what, what timeline of Christina we're asking. Yeah, but I think now what would make me so happy before I go to bed is making sure we have the content figured out for like the coming days. Cause it's funny because Alexis is like the front of the house, but I'm the kitchen. So like, I'm the one that's managing the posting, the cutting, the editing, making sure that Alexis's tone is put out the right way. We did just sign management. So that's incredible. This is all very new for us, making sure the emails are in order. So it's very much like a a management hat that I'm wearing. So just making sure that's all like good to go. So so as you're falling asleep, if you're like remembering things that need to get done, you're not going to be able to fall asleep. You just want to know that you have the next couple days. That it's more done. I mean, sometimes, look, there's, and I say this to Alexis, like, there's always something I could be doing at any given time. (laughs) You know what I mean? But like, there's something. You're supposed to be sleeping at that given time. Exactly. But yeah, (laughs) for me, it's mostly about the the content, making sure the content's done. And I know there's a cadence and the copy's good and we're like, good to go. I was going to say, like, uh, the closet door needs to be closed. Yeah, no. I'm, like, always in work mode. (laughs) Yeah, Christina is a nighttime shower, and you're not allowed to come to sleep if you don't brush your teeth. So that's – I would say that's a – Yeah, that's – I now know. Well, I have to brush my teeth, and I'm not allowed to go to bed. It's not allowed. (laughs) You've never fallen asleep without brushing your teeth. I mean, I have. But this makes you feel like the end of the night. Yeah. What's the other thing? Also, I have to find my tape. I tape my mouth. I read, uh, I think it's James Nest- Nestor's book on breath. 
If you're anyone that's ever suffered with sleep apnea or anything in that arena, or you find that you wake up and you're not rested, you're most likely a mouth breather. So I tape a very small piece of medical tape. It's the cheapest because otherwise you'll be spending way too much on these other nonsensical things. And boom, I have to have my tape. My teeth have to be brushed for my tape. And then like I'll throw on like some type of guided audio meditation. Joe Dispenza is usually my go-to because I am – we're both in our heads. And when you when you start content creating, it it becomes a whole different beast in terms of how you're always on. So you really need to bring it down. And if you're not someone who's great or savvy at like calming your own mind with meditation, yeah, putting on a guided one is super helpful. So those are the three things I have to do to get the best sleep. If I forget my tape, if I don't brush my teeth, or if I don't put on a meditation, usually it's not as good of a morning the next day. You both do have a very draining career. You give so much of yourselves, but like just speaking for the beauty community, thank you. Like, Aww. thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for giving more. It's really, it's a joy to like watch your content and it's really helpful. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. This is so fun. This was fun. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product with you or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. You did something for the